Brotherhood, multiplication, restoration. We are Sin Network. We're a family planning churches together. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Today we're talking with Martin Vargas, lead pastor at Real Church in Hollywood, Florida, about training leaders and his commitment to plant a church in every nation represented in his church. It's good to see you, man. Nice to see you at the hat again. Yes, uh, Martin Vargas. Is that is that how you t- tell That's people? Right. Martin That's right. Vargas. Yeah, you have been hard to to tell Martin all the time. I, What's your name, Martin? No, Martin. Martin. <laughs> hey, it's good. Like with a name like Dahadi. Yeah. You know, it's good to let people know, like you know, my name and is because I've been I've answered to a lot of different things. So yes. Martin Vargas. I. Take pride in saying people's names right. So if I ever say it wrong, please correct me. No, that's no problem. By the way, my name means warrior. And um, when I was in in Peru in the jungle, they said that to get into the tribe, they would change my name. And they put me a new name, Sumka. And I asked them, what Sumka mean? It's a warrior. (laughs) So they give me the same name. Same name. But with a different pronunciation. (laughs) You know, and I think, you know, we've known each other for a little bit now, and this is like... And I think that's appropriately says who you are, like a yeah. warrior. You know, one of the things that I think about is when Jesus, you know, it says that upon this rock, I will build my church and the mm. gates of hell mm. will not prevail. And I think about God mobilizing an army to attack the gates of hell. You know, and when I think about that, I, I think about no other person but you, you know, as one of those people that if I was going to be attacking, as, a, as one attacking the gates of hell, that I would want you to be going with me, you know, because that, so your name being warrior, it doesn't surprise me that yep. that is your name. Maybe that's the reason I, my favorite movie is 300. 300. <laughs> we are Spartan. <laughs> and go and do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, man, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what it's like, you know, from your call to when God called you to be his warrior, you know, and just kind of your call to ministry. How, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I was in an empty beach in Dominican Republic. My brother received Christ like a few months before, and he wanted me to, to listen to the gospel message. Give me 30 minutes, Martin, and I want to share that I found Jesus. I was Catholic, so I said, when do you lose it? <laughs> we always have it. Yeah. But he said, no, no, it's different. You need to know. You, you must have a personal relationship with God, with Jesus Christ. I don't understand it, and I didn't give it the opportunity. So uh, what he did is uh, he hid in the Bible in my backpack, and I, I grew up in an island in Dominican Republic. So I was on the beach every weekend. So what, that day I opened the backpack, and I found this black book mm. and a note, a letter from him. And he wrote, Martin, uh, you haven't given me the opportunity to, uh, to listen to the gospel, but I want that you look for yourself. Yeah. That day I was reading the Bible, mm. and he highlighted all the verses. And he marked me the page because he knew that if he put me Revelation 3.22, I would never find it. Yeah. So he highlighted. And um, that day, the God pierced my heart. Yeah. I was 18. Yeah. And I, when I came back, I asked him, hey, when do you guys meet? He told me, Thursday, we have a special group that is coming to town. And it was a group named Smite. It came from, uh, from Jerry Fowell University, mm-hmm. Liberty University. Yeah. And at that day, those guys singing, was singing a song from C.T.'s thought poem, Only One Life. And from that moment, I understood 
I got to surrender my life to Christ. Yeah. So that's when my journey started. Yeah, so one life. One life. He's like, I saw, give it all. <laughs> give it all, I'm all in. That's it. You know, for that. And so, you know, from that time of just your conversion, yes. and being a part of that, to the time of being called to ministry, what, what did that look like? Well, it was a, a very long transition because um, as soon as I received Christ, a year later, maybe eight months or nine months, my brother told me that he got a call to plant a church. Yeah. And a, a heavy hurricane go through Santo Domingo, Hurricane David, 1979. And uh, he went to a very poor region. He said, Martin, this is the place that we got to start a church. And I asked him, wow, exciting. I was 19, he was 20. And he said, uh, I asked him, who is the core? Say you and me. Mm-hmm. And we started, only him and me started knocking a door. And I remember the lady that lived in that first door opened the door and she received Christ and her daughter. Still, she's walking with Christ. I saw her the other day, 30, 40 years later. Oh. So it's unbelievable. Yeah. And um, But in that moment, I knew that I will be participating in church planting. But for the other side, I was an entrepreneur. So I got business in Santo Domingo. I always kept the business, and then I moved to the United States in 1989. Okay, so in 1989, so you were you were bivocational or co-vocational. You That's were doing right. both your businesses, but you was also planting seeds in the gospel. Amen. Being able to do that, you know. and always as a second man, yeah. I said, no, 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 I, I cannot be a pastor. Yeah. I don't want to be a pastor. I just want to be providing, be an entrepreneur. I noticed that since I was nine, I always got business, and and I, it was easy for me. Mm-hmm. So I say, mm. and then I owned Tony Romas, and that was when my journey, I thought, mm-hmm. honestly, I thought that, Harry, that my dream was the American dream. Yeah. As a Latino, uh, no legal status in that time, coming to a nation that the language was different. I only speak Spanish when I arrived to Florida. And I say, okay, I achieved the American dream. Mm-hmm. Now I'm an owner of Tony Romas. And I started cleaning the bathroom. And I finished being the owner and a 48 employees under my, mm-hmm. my overseeing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was the American dream. Yeah. So it, found, it turned out to be not the American no, dream. No, no. So what, when, when, when did you go from being the second man to being the lead man. First of all, I can imagine you being the second man (laughs) because you are, I mean, but because of your passion and your desire, but when did that that switch take place of going like, okay, God, this is, you're calling me for more than just owning a business. You're calling me for kingdom expansion, specifically in this way. I will tell you when. It was exactly um, when uh, I was, been in part of the church for all my life in Florida, just one church. The pastor, a great friend of mine and a great partner, he moved out. He was calling to be a chaplain now. He was no pastor no more. And then he left another pastor. It was um, a guy that came from Argentina, and uh, the guy took the lead. But I noticed that he was trying to bring another assistant pastor that, according to the Bible, he didn't qualify. Yeah. And... Uh, I didn't want to make a trouble, and I decided to move out. I said, well, I took my wife, took my two children, and I said, well, let's explore what the God has for us. But then, suddenly, I called my former pastor. I said, Albert, uh, I left. I want to find a place where I can worship with my family. And I said, could you give me an Hispanic church in Broward County that I can go now? Mm -hmm. And he said this word, Martin, Hispanic church, Latin, 
that has not been with lack of vision or trouble, division, I can find one. But I can recommend an English-speaking church. For me, that was a wake-up call. I said, you know what I said? You know what? Then I will plant that church. Mm. And then I start that church. That was in 2004. Yeah. So that's when I started moving into that direction. So you started planting. You planted a church just out of a need like, that's it. I don't have a place to take my family. That's right. I need to start and I need to begin um, a church. Yeah, but the big burden was more than my family and me. It was the need in Broward County. Yeah. When I came to Broward County, to the city of Hollywood, only 6% speak Spanish. Mm. I, I was in a restaurant where I, I was the only one, mm. and I didn't speak English. So I got to learn the language to survive and to provide food for my family. But I started with the, the idea, okay, it's only 6% in Hollywood speak like me in Spanish. But now, in the 2016 census, it's 40% mm. speak Spanish. Yeah. So it flipped completely. Yeah. Now it's a very multicultural city and a welcoming city. Because yeah. we are in Broward County. It's like Miami, but better. Yeah. <laughs> But, Don't tell that. You know, I, I love that about you because every time I say, yeah, you know, you're in Miami, he's like, no, Broward County. Broward County. Like, you always want to make sure Broward County. that we are really clear on that. By the way, Broward County now has 595,000 Latinos. Mm-hmm. 26% of the whole 30 city is speak Spanish. Yeah. What, what I love about your heart and your vision is that, you know, is that the idea of a term that we talk about is global, hmm. that you're both global and local. You know, you've been talking a lot about kind of the Spanish, the 4% moving up to now 40%. And, you know, but what I love about your heart is that you're more than just, uh, it's not just about Spanish speaking. Hmm. You know, you really have a heart for the nations where you still have a passion and a love for your people and for Spanish speaking, but you have a heart for the nations. How did that transition take place? Well, it happened when I started uh, working in, in what is Iglesia Real today. I noticed that when I came over here to the United States, uh, before I come, I was in Dominican Republic, where I only have one culture and one language. Yeah. When I moved over here in South Florida, I got, I started church with one culture, no, one language, but many cultures. Mm-hmm. Because people think, oh, they speak, they speak Spanish. Mexican and Argentinian together, mm-hmm. Peruvian and Dominican, right. Puerto Rican and Guatemalan, it's hard because yeah. it's different culture. Right. Same language, but different culture. And then I start noticing my, my environment, the people who live, my neighbor, they were Haitian, they were Brazilian, and then Russians, 13% of Russians live in my backyard. Yeah. And they speak Russian in their house, Ukrainian and Russians. So I said, you know what? Uh, who gonna reach them if we don't start? So in my initially, I was thinking in our local church in Hollywood, but then the Lord opened and said, "Look at the nations; those are the four languages that most speak in the world: mm-hmm. Spanish, Portuguese, French, and English. Mm-hmm. Go get it." Yeah. And then I go to fish. <laughs> yeah. And so you, that's is that when you begin to kind of your global and starting churches everywhere. And all across the country, I mean, did you just go, start doing, like, how, like when did that happen? Well, there wasn't one conference. The, um, uh, a missiologist, a friend of mine from Spain, he told me, Martin, Latin America is no more 
the mission field. It's a mission field, but it's a mission force. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed that we have so many people around the world that need Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then I start working in countries. The Lord started opening. And then I found it based on a, a, a vision that I said, come over and help us. Acts 16, 9. Yeah. And I was looking at I said, the Lord is using a Macedonian call in my life. And then I, I was in 19, in 2006, that was the 50th anniversary of the, 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 the Elio, Nascent, the, the missionaries that went to the Aucas in Ecuador, yeah. and they died. Mm -hmm. For me, that month was a touching moment. Because yeah. I said, you know, that was a, that was a turning point. That was a, uh, a point that I said, you know what? The thing and the heart of God is the, are the nations. So I start looking for first discovering leadership in the nations. Mm -hmm. I look for, I noticed that in all my years working in the mission field, that there's three kind of pastors or leaders. One, the visionaries. Yeah. Those are the, they watch everything. They see beyond, yeah. five, ten years beyond. Second, the pioneers. Those are the, the ones that can start something. Mm -hmm. Church planter. Yeah. And the third, colonies. There are great pastors. I've been met all my life, mm -hmm. but they cannot move to pioneer because they would never plan well. Mm -hmm. So from that moment in the nations, I start discovering those people. After I discover them, then I put it, I start working with them, develop them. Yeah. So I start working with the personality, with the abilities, with the strength, and uh, this developing that in their life. Yeah. But the hard part is when you find people like this and then you want to keep it. So where have you been? Where have you planted those churches? Where have you found those visionaries, those pioneers, those colonists? Where have you found those people? I mean, where have you been around the world? I've been Baptist all my life yeah. since I received Christ. Yeah. But I cannot say that the Lord talked to my heart. The Lord talked to my mind. Yeah. So he has spoke to me, and, and he has been coordinating those, those connections. Almost all the missionaries that have been planting churches, for some reason, the Lord opened the door that I meet them. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Philip and the and the guy that was walking to the TPN. So that was a divine moment. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Right now, we have been working in the last 15 years in 34 countries 34. so far. Yeah. In Asia, in Africa, in Europe, and in Latin America. Mm -hmm. Almost all Latin America except Panama and Uruguay. Yeah. as the only two countries that... I've been working with. And, and when you go in, how much time, what does it look like to work with them? Are you, are you spending time with leaders? Are you, like, what, do you, what does that time look like? Well, I would say I, I, I could uh, phrase it or, or summary in four words. The first one, for me, souls are first. It's like a, Nam used, it's about the gospel. Yeah. So for me, souls are first. Yeah. Wherever I go, it will be an earthquake in Chile or Haiti where I get in or a hurricane in Bahamas or Dominican Republic or Cuba. It doesn't matter the way I get to the country, but when I get in, for me, souls are first. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a VVS, a concert, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Second, I would say that it's a phrase that we're being used in is that we are focused. I, I don't go to see every detail of the church planters. I just go to see those visionaries. Go meet this guy, and this guy, it will lead you to other guys. Yeah. So uh, third, I want to go far, not fast. Yeah. And last, I want to go global. I'm a global guy. Okay. So I've got to point the nations. So God bless locally. Okay. 
And so you've been, how long did you did that for so long? And I remember you, you telling me the story about when you went from the nations to this nation. So how long was that and how was that journey? Well, when I started looking at people that came to Christ in our church in Hollywood, I noticed that I got Venezuelan, Colombian, and I make a commitment with them. I say, one day I will be in your country, of every country that we have represented here, and we will plant a church with Quipa Leader. Mm -hmm. And it has been like this, Amen. more than the countries that we have in the church, because we have 21 nationalities yeah. right now. And you planted in every one of those. Every one of those yeah. so far. So going from that global focus to the local focus here in the United States specifically, when did that turn? You know, because it sounded like a lot of your focus was externally for the nations. When did it become about planting more churches in Broward County? It was uh, maybe five or six years ago. I remember, no, that was in 2007. That's many years ago. I was in a conference in Orlando Exponential and Ed Stetzer, a missiologist mm -hmm. and, a, and a church planted guy, he mentioned a word, and I was just in the first stage of the church planting. He said, if you don't plant another church, if you don't reproduce yourself in five years, you will never will. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a boom, mm -hmm. big burden. And I said, you know what? That can happen with me. I got to reproduce. And then I start looking at it, and, and the Lord bless us. Mm -hmm. So far, is around, we have been involved in the last six years, in uh, 10 church planting. 10 church planters. Yeah. And, and that's in the Granddaughter, state. daughters, yeah. and now probably great-granddaughters soon. Yeah. So um, unbelievable in six years only. And, and what types of churches are you planting? Well, we planting so far nine uh, are from the Southern Baptist, mm -hmm. and uh, one is a Presbyterian church. <laughs> awesome. you know, great guys, great yeah. guys. And it's, it's functioning. He's my neighbor. Mm -hmm. But we opened the door in our building for them to start developing four-month, the core group, again, the idea is discover who is, then, okay, develop that guy, deploy it. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. To live it. Receive it, rejoice it, but then release them. You got to release them. Yeah. And that's the key. And how hard has that been for you? It is. Yeah. It is. Especially last year, three church planters. I, I go down from 349 people down to 239 because we send out. Yeah. Three new churches. Yeah. But now we get back to the 349. Yeah. The Lord is faithful. Yeah, and I love your commitment to that because we're, you know, your commitment to staying small, to staying mobile. And like you Amen. said, like once I get to the 350, it's time to get send out. them out. Let's go. Let's That's send right. them out. And, and it's just like your passion is not about um, getting mega, but it's about multiplication Amen. And, Amen. and reaching the nations both locally and globally. And I love the idea that what you're saying about every single nation, I will be in your country. And that type of commitment, that type of passion mm. to seeing churches planted, I mean, it gets me, it gets me stoked, it gets me hyped, you know. So thank you. Thank You're you for welcome. just your commitment, you know, to the gospel, to the commitment to multiplying. Thank you for not even putting yourself in a box, you know, and, mm. and, and letting like, all right, you need to just reach Hispanics. But no, no, God has equipped you to reach the nations, to reach the world. And, you know, and you're a model and an example for all of us, you know, to do that. And, I, you know, I just pray that, you know, people like myself and people like our church can come hear people like you and just be inspired by your passion and your, your desire for the nations. Mm. And so, so thank you. You're welcome. And I embody that. So our people right now have service in English, Spanish, Portuguese, hopefully Russian soon, French, Canadian. Those are who live there. And if you don't simplify, people will see that 
we are open to other languages, to other cultures. Now is many languages and many cultures. No one I started my life with one and one. Iglesia Real. Iglesia Real. Real hey. church or Iglesia Real. You do the real thing. Appreciate you. Thank man. you. God bless you. God bless.